Hello and welcome to Mental Awakening, the podcast that explores all topics related to trauma recovery, mental health, chronic pain and healing. I'm your host, Sarah Dekili, and today we're going to talk about emotional neglect during childhood, part two. I'll discuss the ins and outs of emotional neglect and offer listeners an insight into how emotional neglect has a powerful influence on the quality of our mental health and relationships in our adult years. So in uh, my initial episode on emotional neglect, um, I thought that that was the end of it. But then I realized that I actually want to say more about this topic, hence why I've created a part two. It's a big topic that leads to some very unhelpful and painful experiences and behaviors during our adult years. And if you haven't listened to part one, then I suggest that you do that before you continue with this episode. So in episode one, I talked about how the effects of emotional neglect in childhood leads to difficulty identifying and expressing our feelings, even as adults. That lack of self-love or empathy for yourself or others and then you know feelings of um, judgment and criticism towards yourself and others people pleasing behavior um, frequent feelings of guilt and shame sensitivity to rejection self-directed anger and anger at others and just basically um, an overall feeling of emptiness unhappiness or lack of joy So today I wanted to elaborate on that and also give you guys a bit more insight into what can happen when we don't address this issue. So I'm going to give you guys um, a real life example. When I first met my husband, um, I noticed that every time I would ask him to do something around the house, whether it's a small chore, whatever it could be, he would get incredibly frustrated and reactive and angry. So I pointed out to him what was happening and he realized that actually, yeah, I do get very angry. I don't like being told what to do, he would say to me. So he would go into this fight mode, right? That's how his nervous system would react to that situation. I don't like being told what to do. Now I'm going to give you a different example. This is the example of a family member whom I know very well, who has a couple of young children and who has often struggled and had a hard time accepting some of the teachers um, at her kid's school and kind of ends up, finds herself asking too many questions uh, of children about, you know, their playground experiences, friends, interaction with their peers, And she's constantly living in the fear that one of her children will experience bullying. So the third example I'm going to use is one from my own behavior. I recall often feeling incredibly uncomfortable in social situations, parties, gatherings, and feeling that I was playing a bit of a role, very self-conscious, comparing myself with others, being in my head as opposed to being in the moment, really not wanting to be there, but at the same time feeling that I had no other choice. So I felt quite trapped. And the reason I'm sharing these three examples with you is that all three of them are highly representative of what happens to our nervous system when we haven't 
resolve these childhood-related issues and when we've experienced childhood neglect. So in all of these three examples, from my husband's anger to this family member's fear and excessive worry to my urge to flee, none of them had anything to do with what was happening in that moment. These were all feelings from childhood that never got to be faced or dealt with and which were quite unconscious. They were all influences from unresolved emotions from childhood. So it comes down to three principles. The first one is if you have repeatedly experienced emotional neglect during your childhood, then it's important to bear in mind that those feelings don't really go away. They just go underground. They just get suppressed. They're not really just all of a sudden, you know, processed or disappear. They actually stay inside of you and become a big part of this personality that you develop, this sense of self that is often based on falsehood. The second principle is that old feelings can can be easily touched off by any current situation in your life that simulates the original cause of the feeling. So in simpler terms, let's say something happens today, an event, an experience, or a person in your current life that triggers you. It's not really necessarily the incident that's the issue, but rather the emotion that's been suppressed that gets triggered. That's actually the cause of the issue, if that makes sense. And the third principle is that these old feelings can be just as powerful or even more so as fresh ones. They kind of appear out of nowhere and may even make you wonder what's wrong with you or what's wrong with another person. And often what happens is that they can leave us feeling quite confused, sometimes baffled and wondering about why we feel what we feel or why we do what we do. So I'm going to break down the examples I gave you. In the first example, my husband was raised by an authoritarian mother who would constantly give him orders as a child do this, now do that, you know, and just kind of be very bossy. And if he didn't do that, then he would either pay a price for it or basically, you know, get in trouble. And so he learned at an early age to suppress his feelings, wishes, and needs, do as he was told in order to keep his mother happy or kind of keep her from exploding. And so pushing his anger away for all those years didn't just mean that the anger disappeared. It didn't. In fact, when I asked him to do something for me, and I'm not referring to things such as meeting my needs, but rather chores that were mutual responsibilities around the house, for example, I inadvertently triggered his buried feelings. And so, therefore, you have the anger. In the second example of my family member, her parents moved around a lot. Um, they had been going from, you know, one city to another and moving houses. And there was a constant changing of schools, as well as other um, family-related issues, from relationship-related issues to finances and so on. And during that time, you know... There was the experience of being the new kid at school 
who often got bullied or teased, with no one to help, no one to defend. And so her main coping mechanism was to simply ignore the bullying and pretend it wasn't there. So she ended up going through her adult life with lots of intense feelings from the bullying that that's conveniently walled off, that's kind of pushed aside, feelings of hurt, helplessness, loneliness. And so as she sees and watches her child growing up, that triggers her old feelings, causing her to live in fear that what if my child has to go through the same thing that I went through? And then in the third example of me, myself, and, you know, being, um, I guess, feeling like I had to people please, I'm feeling frozen in these social situations. In my family, you always had to be a good girl. I always had to feel good, even though there was nothing but chaos growing up. So my parents viewed my negative feelings of anger, sadness, hurt, anxiety as unnecessary complaining. They thought that they were training me to be happy, to be strong, but they were actually literally banning and squelching a great deal of that deeply personal expression of of myself. And so I felt that I had to keep all my negativity to myself, which led to some significant mental health issues that, again, I've shared in my book. So whenever I found myself in kind of happy circumstances, my deep well of negative feelings started to feel threatening to my system. I had no idea why. All I was trying to do was to pretty much suppress the negative feelings and try and think positively and focus on positive psychology and really struggled with negative emotions, both my own as well as other people's. It's almost like I just didn't want to hear it, had no empathy for my own emotions as well as other people's emotions. The interesting thing is that I also struggled with happy emotions. There were a lot of conditions attached to my happiness. So whether that was, you know, I would get happy if I had a couple of drinks or I would get happy if I purchased something or if someone showed me attention or basically my sense of happiness and self-worth was very much based on external things or achievements. Just like what I mentioned before in the example I gave about how people who've experienced emotional neglect often have these pervasive feelings of emptiness, unhappiness, and lack of joy. Well, that's exactly what I was feeling. So what do we do? As I mentioned in episode one, you have to become aware. You have to get to know yourself. And the way to get to know yourself is to become aware, you know, Old feelings can trigger you when you're unaware of them. But once you realize what's happening, you have the opportunity to take control. Put a label to the feeling or mix of feelings and identify the kind of situation that's triggering them. And then the next step is to really face the feelings and process them. And this is why it's really good to to see a therapist that can support you through this process. How to sit with these old feelings and allow yourself to feel them because you really can't keep escaping them anymore. It's also important to pay attention to and watch for these old feelings as they come up, as they show up. Uh, I notice for myself that I still sometimes struggle with 
feeling good, with allowing myself to feel joy and be happy. It's almost like I have to work at it. It's a practice. So a couple of things to ask yourself. Do I sometimes feel that I don't belong with my family or with my friends? Do I have difficulty asking for help? Do I just want to be left alone? Or having family or friends that complain about how aloof or distant you are? Do I judge myself harshly, more harshly than I judge others? Do I often feel irritable and unhappy for no apparent reason? Do I often struggle to know what I'm feeling? Do I have trouble calming myself and at times feeling quite empty inside, feeling like there's something wrong with me? And another really important question is, do I struggle with self-discipline? It's almost like I'll do anything to get out of it. So why is it important to recover from childhood emotional neglect? Well, the way that you were treated by your parents, or perhaps still are, will determine how you will treat yourself as an adult. This has been proven again and again, even in research. And the other thing to bear in mind is that emotion is an undeniable part of our our, our biology, our physiology, right? If you ignore your emotions, you will feel ignored on some level, no matter how much care you give yourself in other ways. Emotion is the substance of all relationships. If you're not attending to your emotions, you're bypassing a vital source of connection and joy. So it's really important. And the way that, you know, you were treated is kind of pretty much how you will treat your children, as well as your friends and partner. So it's important to recognize what's going on for you. It's very difficult to live with childhood emotional neglect. If you don't resolve these issues, then it will continue to present itself as a problem in literally every relationship that you have in your life, including the one that you have with yourself. Because emotion hides behind behavior. And your behavior is driven by your emotion. So if behavior is the car, emotion is the engine. We easily see the car and everything it does, but in order to see the engine, we have to lift the hood and look inside. We're not often born, I mean, we're never born knowing the language of emotion. Emotion can be powerful, complex, confusing. It's easier to ignore emotion than to deal with it. If you have emotional blind spots, you'll be blind to other people's emotions as well, including those of your children or loved ones. So it's important that you start to take note of your own true nature. This is why um, the suggestion I made in episode one about morning pages is such a wonderful tool in beginning this process of getting to know yourself, getting to understand, okay, who am I? Uh, what, what's, what's going on for me on a day-to-day -day basis? How do I feel? What happened? You know, what do I want? What am I worried about? What's making me angry? What's making me sad? What's making me hurt and upset? Because as you start to listen carefully to your answers, and these are difficult questions to answer, they're not easy, but by showing up and tuning into yourself, you start to break down the wall between you and your emotions. The key is to not judge yourself for what you're feeling. It's what you do with the feeling that matters. And if there's 
Anything else that I can say, final note with regards to this topic, it's that the more you get to know your own feelings, the more emotionally intelligent you become. And it's incredibly important and vital that you know how to name, how to use, and how to manage your emotions, as well as how to deal with it in other people. Because when you can do that, you will become immensely powerful from within. You will feel a lot more in control of your life and in control of your feelings because you're tuning into them. You're making space for them. You're doing the things for yourself that were not done for you. You're learning this process of reparenting, which I will talk about in a future episode. So if you want to find out more about childhood emotional neglect, I recommend reading a book called Running on Empty, Overcome Your Childhood Emotional Neglect by Jonas Webb. You can also see a counselor or a therapist and process everything that's come up for you with that person because that's actually quite important. It's hard to do this stuff on our own. And if you have any further questions with regards to today's topic, or suggestions for future topics, feel free to email me on sarah at mentalawakening.com.au. Okay, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would love it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will speak to you guys again in two weeks' time when the next episode will be released. Take care, everybody. Bye for now.